Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, earbuds, and welcome back, Hannah Gelb. Oh, thank you, buddy. Dude, I am so... I would not be here if it was not for you, dude. No. Remember when I was like, I think I'm fine. No, really, I'm fine. I've just been puking for eight hours. <laughs> you were like, dude, we're going to the hospital. Yeah, that's right. And where else are we going? Well, guess what? <laughs> this week, we are going to be in San Francisco and San Diego doing the first ever Analyze This live shows. We're doing it live. Oh my God, I am so excited. I fucking love San Francisco. I love the Swedish American Hall. I am so stoked to go there and see everyone who's coming to the show. And if you don't have your tickets yet, please get them so we can hang out. And talk about our hearts and our minds. That's absolutely correct. So, you guys, please make sure you go get your Analyze This Live tickets at analyzethislive.com. There will be exclusive earbuds merch at the shows. We're only making 100 shirts and 100 posters. So, make sure that you get your tickets today. I'm literally like, write yourself a little note if you live in San Francisco or San Diego and come so you can get that sweet, sweet swag. That's right, and uh, I expect the entire graduating class of Mount Carmel 2004 to be at this San Diego show, although that's impossible because my graduating class had 800 people in it, but... Boy, that would be great, though. I want to see some sun devils there. Yeah, get some sun devils in the front. (laughs) Devils in the front! Let me hear you grunt! Uh. Oh my god, were you in band? Uh, I was in choir. (laughs) I was banned adjacent. (laughs) Let's just start the show. Hey, everybody. Uh, We are here doing our first remote recording session. And if this works, man, who knows? We could cover current event topics as well. That just means that Hannah's recording from home. Yes. Hannah's recording from home. I'm recording from home. We're Skype. We're, we're looking at each other's beautiful faces via video chat. And most importantly, Hannah's back. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, how you feeling, buddy? How you doing? You know, I think my stomach lining is almost regenerated. <laughs> um, I'm having oh my, my first cup of coffee today. Uh, I feel a lot better, you know. Um, well, you look great. Thanks, you look dude. a lot better than your pale, pale, sweaty complexion of a, 
of an ill Hannah. Man, those photos you took are so amazing of where I look like a dead person. I know. You didn't like it when I was taking them at the time. I but, know. It re- but aren't you happy we have them now? I am. But it's, you know. It's even, a good thing you lived because I was like, we'll either look back on these photos and laugh or cry. <laughs> That's right. Uh but then I feel like all this really good stuff came out of me almost dying. Like you and Ella made that amazing episode, which I was know. so great, and people really appreciated it. And um, I got to take two days off of work, <laughs> which you needed, you which know, really just for needed. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now you're going to go back in for a follow up, which gives you the chance to schedule your ADHD eval. That's right. Well, the thing. Okay, let me just tell you what's so hard about the ADHD eval. They're only. Okay. They can only do it between the hours of, like, 10 and 3 or something. They're like, this is when we do this. So they just assume that people getting tested for ADHD don't have jobs? I don't know, but I always have no sick hours, and I just had got accumulated some sick time from the month of August, and then immediately had to use them all on Monday and Tuesday. Because you got sick. Because I was dying. So oh. now I have no sick time. And I'm like, well, I do need to go to the gynecologist and the dentist and get look at my liver. But so I don't know. Capitalism, man. Fucking. It, it's bullshit. It's you bullshit. Know? But I mean, is there anything around the universe? Well, whatever. I'm just trying to like help. I'm like, well, if you get off at three, <laughs> yeah. then, no, you know, they're, they're, most, they're open till five. Maybe there's a little chunk in there. You oh, could yeah. Do, you, know? you know, absolutely. There, It's not insurmountable. I'm just a princess. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. You're my princess, which is why for your birthday, I got you that laser hair removal. Oh my God, I'm stoked, stoked. Are you so excited about it? Uh Uh-oh, you froze. This might be a problem for the podcast, but let's hope not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to agree with whatever you just said. (laughs) I said, oh my God, that's perfect. Because I said, uh oh, you froze. This might be a problem for the podcast or not. And you said, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I also hope this is not a problem for the podcast. Yeah. You know, I have to share with you, Hannah Hart. um, Speaking of technology, I. I'm adjusting my levels again. Uh, Sounds. You don't fixate. Don't fixate on the levels. Okay, sorry. I'm being perfectionist about the levels. You guys, we're going to do an episode about perfectionism (laughs) at some point. Um, One day. I swear to God. Um, I started messing around on my friend's iPad this morning in, like, Mm. an art program. Yeah? I gotta get one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. uh, Yeah, man. It's amazing. There's so much you can do on like the iPad or like any tablet. And there's all these different kinds of like mechanical brushes. Technology has gone a long way. I now, dude, that's what, uh, what was that? What's that art? What fan art website? DeviantArt. DeviantArt. So many people. I'm like, what are they painting with? Computers. (laughs) But dude, like, I don't understand. I immediately, this probably goes into perfectionism, but we're not doing that today. Um, I was just it immediately like, like, it fuck. sounds like you want to do that one today. Uh, maybe we should do that right now. We could do that one, man. We could do it. Cause you know, perfectionism is about just, you know, pushing past it and doing it, you know? Oh, you're right. God fucking damn it. Okay. Let's do it. Um, but let me say what I wanted to say, which was there. Okay. In this program, there are like 9,000 
You can invent colors. There's infinite colors. There's million brushes. You can customize them. You can be like, I want it to have this pressure with this angle. And thank God I can make it 62% opacity. And I'm just like, how does you... uh, There's literally a universe of possibilities. So then immediately I'm like, well, I can't learn all this. There's no way I'll master all of these. So like, I'm now going to go sit in despair. Oh my God. But instead of just, you got to allow yourself to play, dude. But wait, I'm not, look, you just got done hurling your guts out. So (laughs) I think instead of going deep into your guts right now, let's, let's spend some time with our earbuds because they really missed you. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Let's do that. Also... And and I think it's been about 10 episodes since the last time. So, like, it's time for earbud questions. Oh, no. It is time for earbud questiones, as the McElroy brothers say. (laughs) Questiones. Um... Yes, absolutely. Well, first, I want to start off our questionies by giving... Uh, oh, wait. Did we find a moment to do those sweet, sweet bars that lead to the intro of the show? I hope so. <gasps> Perhaps uh, this not, is that moment. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. I hope people fast forward and they're like, when are they going to start answering questions? No, that's not how our earbuds sound. Our earbuds sound like this. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows everywhere. Okay, I have to do this just once because we're recording from home. Yes. Here we go. Hannah's leaned. Oh, an object. Ooh, a musical it's object. It's your banjo. Hannah, Hannah, play us a little something. Oh, God. I don't know if I'm going to allow this to be in there. Well, you can just touch it. But you're an example, man. You're trying to learn the banjo. You're not saying, look how good I am at banjo. You're saying, this is me learning banjo, bro. Oh, God. Thank you. What would I do without you? Okay, this is me learning. Learning banjo. Learning. Can you guess what I'm playing? Hannah Hart, that was a question directed at you. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. (laughs) Oops. Oh, hold on. I'm peeking. Oh, my God. I literally thought that was like you playing something off your phone that you were trying to play along with. Oh, stop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am so... You're getting so good. Oh, Holy thanks, shit. Dude. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I get the outside perspective of only hearing you strum a little ditty itty itty every, <laughs> like, you know, three or four months. But the cha- like the progress, I mean, you can't see it, but I can see it. And holy guacamole, my friend. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks, dude. I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's really helpful because I've been, you know, been so, I've been so Hard on yourself? Hard on myself and busy and I just have so much anxiety about, uh. Keeping with it? Feeling, you know, not, uh, yeah, keeping with it and like making constant progress and like making my banjo teacher happy and like all these mm-hmm. other silly things. God, that's you know, so, you know, it's so weird because that's like that's so not like you to feel that way. 
You know, when I say all this stuff out loud, it's pretty sad. I'm like, do I do anything for myself? Is it all just to please all everybody else all the time? And the answer well, to that is yes. Oh, but you love banjo, and but you're I getting do. really good, and you I like do. it. Pat yourself like on the back. I want to sit physically, okay? Thanks, buddy. I can't. You're doing a really good job. Side note, you know what I realized? Zofran, that anti-puking medicine, it yeah. blocks serotonin. <gasps> so... Which makes a lot of sense. I'm probably still recovering from that because, oh my God, right now your head is cut off. So it looks like you're wearing flowery cat ears. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Zofran blocks serotonin? They yes. need to tell people that. Some... Because if you're like clinically depressed and you're taking a lot of Zofran, that could be really bad. Yes. I mean, so who knew serotonin is related to nausea? But I guess it is. So, I don't, I don't. Um, so but That's when I was crazy. recovering... Like, I just felt so, I mean, first of all, <laughs> okay, so I slept for like 25 hours and yeah. just had so many stress dreams. They were just all like, I'm late for work. I killed someone at work and now I'm in huge trouble <laughs> and my life is ruined. I can't figure this out. And I think it was, maybe it was just, I was so happy to learn that that's what was going on because I was like, why am I so depressed? Oh, you my know? God, because even in your subconscious was serotonin starved. So your dreams are being like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I think so. Uh, dude, I'm so happy that you don't have to take Zofran anymore slash aren't dying slash. I mean, we're, we're, we're all dying, but I'm I'm I'm. I'm glad you found that out because now I know it, too. Yeah. So mm. could be and now everyone buddy. listening knows it. Yeah. That's right. So speaking of our listeners, I really, really want to give um, some shout outs to a couple users on Reddit. And so Hannah Gell will be providing our earbud questions. But for a quick second, let me give you guys some shout outs because our earbud Reddit is going great. And if you guys don't know what that is, is reddit.com slash r slash analyze this. That's where our subreddit is. Ahem. <laughs> okay, so. Um, oh, there's a suggestion that we do an episode on uh, rejection. This comes from oh. uh, Ritari, and it's very great. But um, there were a lot idea. of really good responses to today's episode. I want to give a shout out to Katie O'Grady and Bex Khan, uh, who both <laughs> have really, kind of, really were touched by um, the episode we did last week about bisexuality. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, there's a really good suggestion from Green Goddess about second guessing friendships. And. Oh. And last but not least, a shout out to Supernova 3 Engineer, which is like Supernova 3 Engineer, um, for your post about sexuality and queer identities. So, guys, if you aren't in the Earbud subreddit community, this is a community we built so that everybody can talk to each other. Uh, We also have a Twitter, which we very much love and adore. Um, But this is kind of like giving us a forum for Earbuds to have discussions with other Earbuds. So if you're into that sort of shit, go check it out. Yeah, that's great, dude. You know what I also really want to do? I really wish, um, I know this is not impossible. (laughs) Okay. I really would love to have a website where we could like list, we could have like an archive of all the books that we talk about and all like the, you know, just helpful things. And then we could like link to all of our social meds. And you know, yeah, you know, we can make that happen, brah. We could, right? Right. Well, we could also put it on the subreddit and pin it to the top. So it's like books mentioned on the podcast is like, you know how in a forum they have like um, sticky posts, like a post that's like ding, like, and so that way we can keep track of all the self-help book recommendations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't oh, that yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, hey, let's be real. As soon as this, as soon as this show starts um, producing income, as soon as we're out of the red, 
<laughs> we'll, t- we'll, we'll, we'll get a website. Maybe Squarespace can help us with a website. Hey, I was thinking I should use our own discount and just start messing around if I could get over my perfectionism for one second and just... That's what? it. Next week, we're doing perfectionism no matter what. Okay. That's the next episode. End of subject. End of subject. Okay, yes. Good. Yes. Okay. So do you want to take us into, um, oh, well, actually, speaking of uh, sponsors, I think we have to take a quick break for ads. And when we get right back, we will dive straight into answering your idbud, idbud, idbud <laughs> questions. <laughs> no questions asked. Ooh. Anna Gelf, uh, can I ask you a really fun question? Oh, I love fun questions. Okay, here it is. Which of the Sailor Scouts do you think would wear Tomboy X underpants? Oh my god, this is the most important question you have ever asked me. (laughs) I know. I mean, obviously, Sailor Uranus would wear Tomboy X because she's not, you know, she's not butch, she's not femme, she rides the spectrum, you know, back and forth, and there's a lot of great product for her. Dude, I think she would definitely be into the boy shorts. I think she'd be into the racerback bras. Mm -hmm. Um, I think um, Sailor Jupiter would probably rock a few. I think she'd like the bikinis and the briefs. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, probably Sailor Venus too because she was really into uh, volleyball. Yeah, she was really into volleyball. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just thinking of Sailor Venus's butt in boy shorts is what I'm trying to say. I am distracted. Pleasantly. (laughs) (laughs) That is... Wonderful. I would also love to see Sailor Venus's butt in boy shorts. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So if you guys want to check out what Sailor Scouts you think would be in what pairs of Tomboy X underwear, <laughs> make sure you go to TomboyX.com slash Hanalyze to check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Also, our Hanalyze this listeners get an extra 15% off with the code Hanalyze. That's spelled H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E. Again, code Hanalyze for an extra 15% off. So, ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X Sunday pants at tomboyx.com slash analyze. Yes, also, um, Tomboy X, I don't know if you're down for this, but if you want to make a line of your wonderful underwear with Sailor Moon characters on them, um, can we talk? Yeah, or maybe because of copyright, they can't put the characters on them, but they could make a line that's a Sailor Moon pack that had, like, all the colors of the Sailor Scouts. Ooh, oh, my God. <laughs> I got so excited. You got so excited. That was, just, like, honestly one of the stranger phases I've ever seen you make. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. God. No, seriously. Or like, you, like, transformed like- yourself into the little, like, egg character that's like, ooh. <laughs> But like, what if instead, okay, this is an ad, it doesn't have to be this long, but what if instead of colors, they just did like, oh, here's like, moons, and stars, and the sun, and roses, Mm. you know? Like, you know, you know what they could call that special pack? Oh my god, what? Celestial bodies. I'm doing a slow clap, everyone, because... This is a slow... Hannah's on a roll. She is just... <laughs> this amazing. <laughs> yay. Oh, yay. Let's go back to the show. Yeah. Okay, Gelby, take it away. Okay, so our first question for today is from a person. I will not say their name. 
So, I mean, we've addressed this broadly, but so the question is, I wanted to ask what the Hannahs do for self-therapy slash self-reflection, and have there been any strange moments where you've had an aha moment? And I thought huh. that was such an interesting question, because does, do we, have you had aha moments, or do you think it's, uh, like, self-help, self-reflection always comes in like a... You just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I've slowly changed over time. But uh, but is there like a lightning bolt kind of a moment that you've had? I, to be honest, yeah. Uh, I feel like I've had, um, uh, I've had aha, or as I like to call them, revelations. I've had, <laughs> I've, I've had those moments. Um, I actually had one pretty recently. Uh, and you know, it's interesting. So I'll, I'll tell you, recently I had an aha moment um, driving in a car back from an event. I was uh, doing Katie Couric Stand Up for Cancer event, which is all the way on the west side, which is an hour uh, to an hour and 45 minutes from my house. You know, the right, way, people, right. when people talk about the west side of LA, they're talking about traffic because if there's no traffic, it'll literally take you 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if there is traffic, it can take an hour and 40. Oh my God. And this is the city that you want me to move to. But I want you to live on the east side. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I've already, I've already figured it out, man. See you, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, So, uh, I had this really, really wonderful conversation with my driver coming back from the event, and we were in the car together for like an hour and forty minutes. So we really got to know each other. um, As is, as is every ride I take in a vehicle with a stranger. It turned into (laughs) us just really talking about the real shit. Mm. But. You know, this lady kind of gave it to me straight because I was talking about, um, frankly, money. I was talking about money. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, I have a lot of expenses every month. And, you know, like, because my job is pretty irregular, sometimes I get paid once every 90 days. Sometimes I get paid, you know, just various things. The money I have coming in for my YouTube channel is basically already spent. It's spent on rent, my rent, mom's rent. Uh, Maggie schooling, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, so I was yeah. Ta- yeah. So I had a family member who had come to me and asked me for uh, help in the form of more money, and I had said yes um, because I feel like I have to because I have money, and I guess I should give it to everyone who asks for it. Um, and you know, the driver and I were talking, and she was talking about how Ellen and I just got engaged. And I was like, I was saying, I always take care of my family. And she's like, well, you made a promise and you have a new family now. You have the family that you're creating. So what money are you saving for them? Whoa. Right? Whoa, Uber driver. I know. I don't drive Uber. I take Lyft. Oh, Lyft. Of course, of course. Well, I misspoke. And to be honest, this was a car service from the event. Oh, well, that's (laughs) something different entirely. (laughs) I'm such a fancy bitch. You are, which is why people ask you for money. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, so she was like, well, what about the family you're creating? What's that family going to be like? You know, what what boundaries are you guys going to have? And it was really like a revelation because I I, I thought that it was not making, I I thought I was so stressed out about working enough um, because I was getting exhausted from the work, which I find found to be really kind of curious because my relationship with my work is very, very regenerative. You know what I mean? Like I just posted a video and I feel amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I worked on my outline this week for my next 
I can't mention it yet because it's not announced. <gasps> I worked on an outline for something. Oh, I think I it oh my god! <laughs> anyway, so it was like I was struggling because I was like, "Why is my work draining me?" Um, I'm actually going to adjust my levels because I, I get more excited. God, this yeah. is hard. Well, we'll this see how it goes. is really hard. I feel like we'll see how it goes. Over. Don't look at the little dots. Okay, we'll just wait, see wait. How it goes. sorry, sorry, sorry. I just got to do it. Okay, no, I'm okay, too loud. Oh, man. We got to... Here's the new Analyze This Drinking Game for at-home recordings. Yes. Every time one of us stresses out about our levels. I got to just stop. Oh, but Don't look I, at it. Look at me. Look at me. Okay. My voice uh. is so different all the time. Okay. Wait, no. I'm obviously going to be loud. I'm going to be loud. Okay. I'm but no, like but this. Hannah, sometimes you get really quiet. You I get know. really quiet. But so, so what's... So it's safer to do... To be it's safer the, to just stay in the middle. Okay. Stay in the middle. Stay like your ten, like okay. ten six ish, you know, ten six ish or ten, twelve, t- twelve six ish. Okay, I can do twelve six ish. Yeah, around there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, long story short, I thought okay. it was my work that was stressing me out, um, which I found confusing because when I do my work, I feel amazing. It's cyclical. It re it recharges my batteries, um, and then I realized it was that I wasn't preparing for my family's future. You know what I mean? I was just still helping people with the decisions that they have made for their lives. Because this is not a disabled family member that was asking for financial help. This is someone with a job and money and is fine. Um, But I treat everyone like they are in dire need and incapable of taking care of themselves. You know? So my revelation was that I had to draw that boundary. And I came home. I came home and Ellen and I talked about it. And the next day I called that person and... I was like, hey, um, I don't, I, I can't give you the money right now. I, I, I don't have that money. You know? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was did, really, it was, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah. So, how I, did you feel afterwards? Um, good, actually. I feel like, I feel like, I guess, like, better about, that relationship because I'm not giving too much. You know what I mean? That's great, dude. Yeah. It's a real relief. And it's like, yeah, you know, and people are going to have their reactions. Some might get angry. Some might get guilting, you know, and obviously my family tends to fall on the guilt side, not the Mm -hmm, anger side, mm -hmm, like the, mm -hmm. well, I guess I'll find a way somehow, you know? Right, right, right. Um, Yeah. I think ultimately you just have to remember everyone's responsible for their own lives. I know. It's yeah. so hard, though. I I'm know. just like, let me do it. Let I me know. Do it. It's really hard. <laughs> it is really hard. And, of course, it, it's counterintuitive sometimes because you're like, well, I love you and I want to help you. But it's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's yeah. really tough, man. So good yeah. job, dude. That's great. Yeah, and did they t- did they take it okay or... They go, eh, nah, nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're working through it. We're working through it. But yeah, so that for me was an aha moment. Um, you know, I think that there are, I'm a big verbal processor. So it really helps me to like, if to process it out and be like, oh, got it. Click. And then I can remind myself of that. That doesn't mean that your life changes in that moment. But I have been using that moment as a new reference point in my mind. And I kept the card of the driver um, and I put it up in my little office so that I can see it and I can remember that I'm working on having better boundaries. That's great, dude. Thanks, yeah, buddy. But yeah, you're totally shift. right. Like you can't expect every every moment to be an aha moment. Mm-hmm. And I think I've – I think when I first started – kind of learning about anxiety and depression and 
um, you know, reading self-help books and just going to therapy. And like, I was <laughs> perhaps even harder on myself than I am now. Cause I was waiting oh, for a moment like that. You assuredly know. so yeah, <laughs> yeah you I there. remember talking to you and you being like what's the point of going to therapy mm-hmm. nothing like nothing's changing mm-hmm. and it's like dude but like little did that Hannah know that like fast forward 10 years yeah actually a lot's changing yeah it's true you know and I think you have to weirdly in like self-help you have to put a lot off of yourself because there's so much happening in your brain and your body all the time. There's like a million chemical reactions going on. There's things like shifting around you're not aware of. And it's really not even up to you. It's up to like the universe or like not the universe, like cells and like <laughs> energy. <tiny laughs> molecules with mustaches controlling your destiny. <laughs> exactly. So I think I've managed to give up that idea um, of having like this huge... Like, one day I'm going to wake up and I'll be like, I am no longer a perfectionist. I'm no longer afraid and terrified. I feel confident and I will stride into Naughty Dog and be like, why, hello, Neil Druckmann. I would like a job here. Please and, and thank you. And a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, you know, that being said, I think I have had like one or two. Yeah, I think the moments do occur, but you can't expect every um, reflection, every self-reflection slash therapy slash self-care moment to lead to an aha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a great question. I feel, yeah. I feel good about it. Do you feel good? Um, oh, I want to talk some more. Yeah, keep okay. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, of course. Uh, you know what I realized? Side note. In improv, we have a tendency to try and fill all the silence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's okay for a scene to breathe. You can let it breathe. And I realized that it's okay for our podcast to breathe. So I'm going to take a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Me too. Okay. I'm going to uh, breathe while you breathe. Ready? Okay. Uh, listeners, you can follow along. <laughs> In, two, three, four. Out. Two, three, four. Um, okay. I think I had... I had this aha moment when I first started seeing my therapist who I strongly admire. Um, And I was, yes, I was having this like fantasy about having a session with him and like crying and being so sad and like so, so beautifully tragic and like blah, blah, blah. And then I realized like, I guess I shouldn't say it's so, uh, it sounds pretty, like, erotic. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like emotions porn. It, I'm like, Oh, yes. my God. It was like emotions porn. Really? I think so. Well, I don't know exactly what that means, but I feel like, yes. It means something. It means, it definitely means something. Should we title this episode emotions porn? Love it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Writing it down. Emotions porn, parenthetically, questions from listeners. Yay. Um, okay, but I remember, and okay, I feel like I should not shame myself so hard for having, okay, so it was a normal fantasy for me. I was just like, oh, I'm fantasizing about being so sad and tragic and looking so beautifully sad. And then it made me, like, all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, the reason I'm having this fantasy is because I don't think I'm in charge of make, getting myself to get better. 
you know, I'm like, I'm imagining that it's his job. And that's why I want to like have this comfort, this like uh, uh, display of like, and then he'll like be he- like, he'll be so moved. And then he'll be like, oh my God, let me tell you how great you are. And like, blah, blah, blah. And like, that's not what a therapist does. You know, and I was like, I have to. And that's a moment that I've had to realize over and over again. I've had to like repeatedly learn that lesson because it's really hard to take responsibility for your life. (laughs) (laughs) Like why? I think you take, I mean, I would give you, I'm going to give you credit here because I think you do take a lot of responsibility for your life. And I feel like reflection, that moment, that aha moment is um, inherently tied to the repetition of having to remind yourself about it. You know what I mean? Because that's basically like, you know, your brain goes like tilt and sometimes you don't see the tilt or you don't notice the tilt and then you can't, you're like tilted. But then if you see it, you can be like, oh shit, I just tilted. Like, I shouldn't think that. I'd be like, I shouldn't expect that to be his responsibility instead of like, yeah, when will he fix me? Um, I didn't quite follow that, but I really enjoyed it. Okay, well, fair enough. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All of your hand movements, <laughs> they were beautiful. Thank but you. I'm doing funny. a little bit of a dance. Uh, I mean, yeah. And, you know, thanks for also telling me to give myself a little bit of credit. You're probably right. I probably take more responsibility than I give myself credit for. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, you know, it's a common thing. I, a lot of our earbuds also feel that way where they are like, wow, I'm, I, it's hard for us to give ourselves the credit that we deserve, especially when you're predisposed to not thinking you deserve any credit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you, um, earbud, you asked that question. I think that was a really great question. And I, yeah, I like it because I think people do go into therapy expecting a lot of aha moments and they do come, but they don't come all the time. And then once they've have arrived you'll have to remind yourself about them over and over again mm-hmm. er, Ooh, her. i kind of have a little interesting follow-up to that um yes 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 okay following up on the idea of like you get better by not placing so much responsibility on yourself because this earbud says um, I was reading an article about rage and how women are traditionally taught to suppress it and came across an interesting quote about self-help. This is the quote. And I apologies, I forgot to write down who actually said this. Self-help is a neoliberal <laughs> view saying that everything is the fault of the individual. So that's, you know, sounds kind of extreme, but interesting, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like, part. you know, I could get behind that partially. And then they said... Uh, you know, things are not just the fault of the individual, but society is as well, societies as well. We should have a more, we should have more society help initiatives. Isn't that an amazing phrase, society help? Yeah, instead of self-help, but like society help, like how to, yeah. how to cope with living in society. And like how, like how can we change as a society? I can't talk anymore today. How can we change as a society instead of just being like, you know, because I think people do put so much pressure on themselves, especially in our horrible, individualistic, capitalist society where it's like, oh, are you sick? You know, it's because you're a moral failure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. I it, Like the neoliberal view that self-help is that everything is the fault of the individual. I feel, ugh, yeah. Although, I mean, like, I got to be honest, I, I actually 
don't exactly know what a neoliberal is. <laughs> you know what? I got to look up what the term neoliberal means. Uh, I think it means future liberal. What is neo? Neo from the Matrix? I'm not smart enough to know this. Sorry. <laughs> neo from the Matrix. Uh, define. Well, I, let me, as I look up, define neoliberal. I want to say that in my opinion, I think it's not fault is a wrong word. And I feel like it's the responsibility of the individual, which is why this is a great follow-up, the responsibility of the individual, but responsibility to oneself. You know what I mean? So it's not just like a whip. It's also like, okay, here's something that's hard for me. I need support. It is my individual responsibility to ask for that support or find that support. Hi, lady. Thank you for just standing there screaming. Hi, honey. Oh, she has a little hair tie in her mouth because she's Aww. the cutest naked baby. Lady, thank you so much for that hair tie. I'm busy. Take it to another room. Oh, my God. I want it. Can you hear her? You probably can't. I can't hear her. Come here. Oh, my goodness. Um, neoliberal means relating to a modified form of liberalism tending to favor free market capitalism. Uh. Uh-oh. Okay, what is free market this is capitalism going, This is get, turning into a this turning into a thing. <laughs> Hold on, now I just want to know what free market capitalism means. Is that like free market capitalism means an economic system characterized by private property, competitive markets, while the government? Yeah, I mean, don't we we live in free market capitalism? Is it just saying like? Maybe it's because fag. I don't know, uh, guys. If you know a liberal, I don't. I'm I'm bored. I, <laughs> I did not take a. I did actually take AP Gov and Econ, but that was years ago, and I have lost a lot of brain cells through drinking since then. The only things I know about the government are from watching Parks and Rec, which is a very privileged position to be in. Um, I yeah. have to admit. Uh, well, but you are participating because uh, we've got big elections coming up right now, and I hope everyone is registered to vote and everyone is checking out what their counties and all of their, uh, you know, midterm elections are all about. It's a big, big year, 2018. This is the year we have been waiting for. That's true. Yeah. But I just want to wrap up this question by saying, I agree with what you were saying, Hannah Hart, um, of having, taking responsibility for yourself. And um, I think what, like what I take it to mean is, you know, you are responsible, but there are limits to your own, like yourself. You can, you know, you can't like remake the world. Yeah, (laughs) it's um, like, it's like you you can try your best and then accept what happens and don't be, don't be um, stuck on some outcome, you know, because that always leads to misery, let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, Most assuredly so. Uh, I'm going to give you snaps. I completely agree. It's like responsibility for self means that you You are the ward of yourself. You are in charge of making sure that you have what you need and you can take care of yourself. And that means listening to yourself. That means loving yourself. Basically, you are a baby that you're responsible for, right? And if you didn't have milk, would you be like, oh, woe is me. No milk. Guess the baby's going to die. Or would you be like, shit, I got to go out there and get milk and come back. And milk is whatever emotional thing you struggle with. Yeah, that's better. That's better, right? That's a better metaphor. Okay, getting back on my metaphor train. Getting back on my metaphor train. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's, uh, do you want to do, let's take another question. Okay, here is a very interesting one. Um, I am not going to get obsessed with the levels. Okay. 
Yes, good, good. Good job, dude. We're making progress already. Okay. So this is kind of a two-fold question. Um, this listener says, Hey, I'm a middle school teacher, and I have something I would love to hear you guys talk about. I'm really curious as to what would have helped you in middle school or high school when you were dealing with some of the things you've discussed, anxiety, depression, or any other issues. I'm constantly trying to figure out how I can do better for my students, but I need to hear from people to do so. Also, something I've struggled with my entire life has been food. Do either of you have any food relationship issues? Would you be willing to talk about them on the pod? Oh, dude. Yeah. We should do, well, we should do an entire eating disorder education episode. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? I think we should talk about relationships with food. That should be an entire episode. So to this listener and this wonderful, beautiful earbud, thank you so much for that suggestion. In fact, I actually know someone who is in recovery from an eating disorder, and maybe we can talk to them about guesting or talk to their eating disorder counselor about it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I have a friend in LA who does exactly that. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. Amazing. Okay. So first part, but back to middle school. Back uh, to middle, middle school. school. This is middle such school, a good question. Terrible time in your life where you are uh, in middle school, frankly. Dude, and in high school, I mean, I was so depressed in high school and had no idea. I know. I, I mean, it's tough. I, I don't know. It's tough when it's like, what more can I do to help my students? I mean, part of me is like a lot of like getting through life is learning how to get through life, you know, and with the resources that you do or that you do or do not have available, you know, um, it's the, the way I, Hannah at 31, take care of myself now. I, Hannah at 12, 14, 15, 16, 13, whatever, I didn't have access to those resources. So I couldn't take care of myself this way now, you know, I mean, I feel like it, oh my God, lady, <laughs> She just has she just has her hair tie and wants to fuck around. Hold on, let me just pick this little shitty baby. No, she's not <laughs> shitty. Come here. Oh, bye bye. What Aww. are you doing? Okay, good. Ella's got her. Ella's got her. <laughs> we call her a little pig. She's a little pig because she's so pink. She's a little baby pig. Oh, I wanted to see yeah. her with the hair tie in her mouth. I know. She ran <laughs> off with it again. She wants me to chase her because she wants to play. And I'm like, girl, I'm working. <laughs> I work from home sometimes, lady. Um, that's anyway, right. That's right. But yeah, I don't know. So like, I mean, let's focus on the positive. Like what teachers... Because this person's a teacher. Okay. So what can a teacher do within the realm of legality to help students? And I uh, like, Ooh. yeah, I've, I've got some examples. But Hannah, what about you? <laughs> well, um, I was thinking, man, I think it's just really, it's up to... Do you have to... any teachers in your life that were, had a positive effect on your life? Oh, definitely. I mean, but I don't think in like a middle school, high school, I definitely had really great teachers, but <coughs> I don't think I ever had a teacher like reach out to me and be like, hey, you seem depressed or, you know, but then it must, I don't know how they could have known. I mean, well, I mean, only I saw them for like, I mean, in my high school, we had like eight 40 minute classes. Or like six, you know, so it wasn't like you spent a ton of time with your teacher. Um, but still those moments, I mean, here's an example, like, 
there are a lot of little moments that you do um, by simply like paying attention or responding or reacting in normal, uh, healthy, positive, constructive ways. Like every teacher that told me, you know, every teacher that, like I had ADHD, right? And I missed a lot of homework. And every teacher that was patient with me and gave me the chance for redemption, that was a huge help. Like every time it was like, look, if you turn in these 10 homework assignments before the end of the year or by next week, it'll all is forgiven. Wow. Yeah. Like being flexible, you know. Yep. Or being like, why don't you stay in during lunch and just work through those in here and just get those worksheets done and that way you'll be able to bring your grade back up. Like just to make accommodations where the school system does not to try and, and help students come come forward or come along, you know what I mean? Because ultimately you're, you're a teacher, you're not a mental health counselor and that's not what you've studied. So don't assume too much that you will be the one to say the perfect thing, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess also I think you could just make it clear like if, you know, if anyone wants to talk to me about something, and if it is like a very serious thing, you could refer them to somebody else. But just making it clear that they're there, um, which is tough. I mean, that is actually a lot of responsibility that you're putting on yourself, middle school, high school teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you are. But maybe having resource, resource, like resources up on the wall. Maybe like, having an education system that doesn't yeah, it, suck terribly <laughs> and overburden um, its teachers. Did you see the new Time magazine article? Uh, magazine for uh, this this yes. month is all about teachers, and on the cover are stories of all these amazing American teachers who are. I mean, teachers are like the angels of society. Yes, know? they are. And honestly, uh, I already had a whole doom cycle about this. How I was like, we're going to turn into this nation where we just become less and less educated. Because why would anyone become a teacher? Like, why would you do that? I mean, I could not do it. Like the being completely like tired and exhausted and underpaid and also teachers like or not teachers, parents like being terrible. And like, I I just don't see how you could do it for more than like a year or two. Yeah. I, I imagine it's very, very fulfilling work, though, because you're having you're the chance to have a direct impact on someone's life. Like my teachers were my parents. That's who I modeled myself after. They were the ones that really like guided and helped me all through middle school, all through high school. Like I, I, the close relationships I had with my teachers, some of them, I mean, that really did save my life in a lot of ways. You know, I remember I made a suicide joke in front of one teacher and she was like, Hannah, that's not a funny joke. And you make a lot of funny jokes. That's not funny. And in fact, I want you to come by after class and I want you to talk to me. And I was like, ugh. And then I did. And I was like, so humiliated. And she was like, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm just checking on you. Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it was just a stupid joke. And I'd be like, oh, you know, we just had like a little moment. Like that, that breathing room, those moments really have significant impact, you know? That's true, you know? I mean, I will never forget my really great teachers that I've had. I yeah. just don't understand what like smart Led young them to do it. people are like, oh man, you know what I want to do? Want to get my teaching degree and get paid twenty six thousand dollars a year to be a teacher slash nurse slash parent to the youth of America and get no credit for it? And also, everyone looks down on me for some reason, even though this is literally the most important job in the universe. <laughs> literally, society's most critical role: teaching. You know, I also, teachers are like firefighters. 
like superheroes, like, like, uh, I just have so much, so much, I have a never ending amount of good things to say about teachers. So I am very, very pleased to hear that some of our earbuds are teachers, in fact, themselves. Good dude. Kudos to fucking you guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. Love it. And I also love taking a break so we can hear from our next sponsor. Ooh. Uh, Gelby, Gelby, Gelby. Oh, hey, buddy. Oh, hi. Wow, fancy seeing you here. Oh, man. <laughs> you're you're looking good. Are those some stylish new duds, man? Uh, dude, these are my clothes from ModCloth. And they are... Uh, it's like they... It's like they just see you. We're like, let's make clothes for Hannah Gelb's personality. I know that's a really arrogant thing to say. Um, but yeah, I but got it this. is on their website. It says that. <laughs> <laughs> I got this button-up shirt that's dark blue with stars all over it. Um, it makes me feel like a Sailor Moon character when I'm wearing it. Um, I also got these beautiful like platform sandals with flowers on them, and I feel like a springtime princess. And I honestly just go to their website like while I'm at work um, to just look at their like dresses because they always have new amazing dresses and they have some that are okay as a person with a large bust I need like a a dress that is basically narrow at the waist and then flares out and that's the only kind of dress I can wear and they have tons of those Mm, love it Ooh, embrace that sexy style I will also <laughs> say that uh, if you are a, a thrift thriftaholic uh, as my, such as myself I took my mod cloth uh, I went to mod cloth and I went to their sales section and dude the discounts are so extreme the, oh my god, the items what? that are on I'm sale I'm literally going there right now oh my god the sale she literally is the sales section is amazing I got everything I got from mod cloth from the sales and it's all really cute stuff oh yeah so, especially now now because we're getting into fall and you got to have all those burgundy and like mm. sweaters and uh got to love fall Gotta love fall so much. Guys, if you love fall, make sure you go to modcloth.com. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter the code EARBUDS to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. Oh, but heads up, this offer is valid for one time only and expires December 8, 2018. So, you know, act fast. Go to modcloth.com, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter the code EARBUDS to get 15% off your purchase of 100 smackers or more and dude if you go to the sales section you can get so much stuff for that amount of money oh my god it's the best hannah's distracted she's she's just on the website come on man let's get I back was. to the show I okay. was. ah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, pal. Can I just say, when I was slipping in and out of consciousness in the hospital, <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. I would wake up and I would look over and I saw you in the corner sitting on a chair. Yeah, and that's right. It was just so nice to have you there, dude. Yeah, I you love you, man. You are honestly the best person to be with in an emergency. You no. know? No. It's true. In what true, ways? <laughs> Okay, well, I don't know if you guys know this, but Hannah's really good at being a bossy white lady. So, yeah, really, I really am. I mean, I'm more like a Norwegian bachelor farmer. So if I go to a <laughs> hospital, 
I'm like, I'll just lie here quietly and not speak up until I die because it's too hard to inconvenience anybody. <laughs> but Hannah was like, where's the doctor? We need more tests. What's going on with the blood? Radiology. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you got to keep track because nurses like teachers. Oh, wow. It all comes back full circle. Nurses like teachers are also overworked and underpaid. And so if you don't keep track of... Guys, this is just like pro tip for anyone that's had a loved one in the hospital for an extended period of time. You got to get a folder and you got to keep track of the medication they've been given, what and when, what the doctors have, what doctor said what, like write down nurses' names, doctors' names, doses, and timeline. Because honestly, it is so hard for people in long-term hospital care for that to be kept track of, and it can make a huge, huge difference, you know? And ask questions. Ask what they're testing for. When they pull blood out of your body, ask what each of those tests are going to be. And then if there's something that you know your family has a predisposition towards or that your medication might have an effect on, i.e. like your liver or something like that, if you're taking daily medications that are all getting processed through part of your body, be like, eh, I'd also like to bring this up. Because doctors are just trying to survive their day with killing as little pe- few people as possible. <laughs> It's true. And yeah. They're only human. They're only human, man. They're only human, you know? Uh. Like, I take Adderall, and so it goes through my stomach. And so, like, if I have stomach issues and I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, I take Adderall every day. And they're like, huh, maybe it's burning a hole through your body. No, they don't say that, but uh, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point because I, oh, God, this is so typical, Hannah Uh I was like, it's really interesting that they haven't asked me what ma- medications am I currently on? Like, no one asked me that the whole time. And maybe if I had said, just so you know, I'm taking Wellbutrin and Zoloft, they would have been like, oh, just so you know, if you take this non-puking medicine, it might make you kind of sad because it blocks serotonin. Yeah, dude. Dude, but what? I just didn't say anything. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. that Hey, we're tying it all the way back to the beginning. Nurses are like teachers, and you got to take responsibility for yourself you by taking care of yourself in a positive and loving way. you got to change your brain by having a lobotomy. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get a glass of water. You mumbled to yourself while searching for the next question. Okay. Okay, BRB. <clears throat> Mumbling to myself. That's what I'm going to do. Having a sip of coffee while Hannah goes. <laughs> You know what's so funny? Huh. I uh, when I was getting up to get this glass of water, I almost offered to get you one as well. Um, <laughs> but you are uh, in my computer box, right? <laughs> but dude, it feels like you're here. You know, feels like so you're right great. here with me, pal. It does. It's it's great, dude. I love it. Tink. Tink. <laughs> yeah. Also, I have your. Work of art card on my arty desk so I can look at it. Your birthday card? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> All right. Um, can I tell you something? Yeah, of course. Even though, okay, I just said this by myself while you were gone. Even though it's just the two of us, I still feel kind of weirdly nervous right now. Is that just part of doing the podcast? Yeah, dude. You're recording a podcast for strangers to listen to. <laughs> Of course you feel nervous. <laughs> Plus, also, you're, like, a pretty anxious person. So, like, yeah. I'm just, 
oh, okay. Wow. Thanks, dude. I'm so glad I shared. Yeah. But that's why we're here. We love this that's podcast. You we know? love this podcast. You, can, you can't just get out of it by puking for 10 hours every week. <laughs> I'll have to try something else. <laughs> oh, no, never. just kidding. I okay. love this podcast. I love this podcast, too. I love it so much, but mainly because of you guys listening at home. Speaking of our beautiful listeners, let's take the next question. Okay, I think this one is really, really interesting. This earbud writes... I would be very interested in an episode about masculinity versus femininity. I would also like to hear your opinions on what toxic femininity would look like since we already know what toxic masculinity looks like. Keep up the good job, ladies. I look forward to the podcast every week. Oh. Wow. Great, great question. I think what we, I, I mean, I mean, I would call toxic femininity um, society. <laughs> right? <laughs> But okay, I, let's think. Toxic femininity. Okay, so what do we describe as feminine? I would describe, well, here's what comes to my mind immediately. Um, God damn it. My dad sent me an article about this that I still have not read. Really? But, yeah. About how women, well, this is obvious. I mean, women can often play a very active role in supporting toxic masculinity. So that's kind of what I would think. I mean... You were going to define it, like, it yeah. by using I men know. as the thing. Wow, Hannah. Ugh. Wow. My God. God. Can't women just exist on their own? Duh, totally. You're fucking right. Oh, okay. my God. I, I'm here's, what I, here's what I would describe as toxically feminine. I would say um, needing to be attractive. Mm, yes. Needing to be calm and quiet. Uh, needing to be a caretaker. And needing to be pleasant all the time. You know, you need to be pleasant all the time and and needing the number one, I think, thing about toxic femininity would be the uh, the obligation to be accommodating. Like you're the one who sacrifices. Just hearing those words. Ah! Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah, dude, you're so right. You know what? I read this tweet that I thought was so horribly true, which is if white women (laughs) cared about ending White supremacy, as much as they cared about losing 10 pounds, white supremacy would be over. Oh, shit. And I was like, that is fucking true. Because if you I don't know, man. It's pretty hard to lose weight. (laughs) But isn't that like, what could we, what could women accomplish if we spent, if we took that energy going into keeping our body small and putting into something else? But I am totally a part of that. I am constantly being like, I'm too large, you know, and it's just, we don't Toxic femininity, being skinny or being skinny, but having big boobs somehow or whatever. (laughs) Wait, Toxic femininity, wanting children. (laughs) Like the idea, these are all the ideas that toxic femininity places on women. Oh, that's more toxic femininity. Being in constant competition with other women. Right, which we are completely encouraged to do. Absolutely. That's just that's just lame. There's not just one. It's not like we're all... Here's the weird part. Like, women are great. Dude, I went to... On the, on the other end of the spectrum, yes, women are great. And I went to a all-women's uh, improv workshop last weekend before I started puking my guts out. And it was the best day of my life. It was so, we, oh my God, we stood in a circle and we all said our deepest fears 
you know, we could say the deepest or the lightest fear that you have, but like just standing. Wait, in what way? In what way? Like, what do you mean? Said the deepest fears. Like we all like. What was this for? Someone said, like, I'm afraid I'll never have babies. A few people said, I'm afraid of dying alone. But why was everyone saying their deepest fears? That was just like our kind of opening name game. Oh. <laughs> we were trying to like learn each other's names. So you do like, my name is Hannah. Here's my movement. I'm afraid of wasting my life, thinking about wasting my life all the time. Oh, you know? oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. And was, was it like, were people laughing? Were people like, was it a pot? Like, ha- oh, it was really about it. uplifting. It was really, um, it was, it was like very... Uh, like uh, funny and fun and also serious and like heartwarming and like connecting and like like just hearing how everyone has every human being has horrible deep fears and just like knowing that was just just like standing in a circle of people and saying those things honestly made me feel like I had just been through like 10 hours of therapy or something. It was just like the, such an amazing experience. I feel like every day should start with everybody <laughs> standing in a circle, holding hands and being like, I'm afraid of being forgotten and alone. I mean, you just can't be a fucking asshole to people after you hear them say stuff like that, you know? Anyways. Oh my God, that is such a great, but that's such a great way to meet someone because it, it reminds you that their people with their own fears Based off, like, their own lives. Everybody is scared. It's not just you. You're not the one little scared person in the circle. Right. Like, were there anybody that had the same fears? Like, what were some examples of the fears that you heard? Yeah, no, a few people said, I'm afraid of dying alone. Someone said drowning. Someone said, my kid's dying before me. Yeah, I mean, it was deep. Someone was, like, being a heroin addict and dying on the street. It was like... Are they currently doing heroin? I mean, I don't think so, because they made it to that workshop, and they look like a healthy person. So maybe they're in recovery. I mean, (laughs) it was was deep, dude. But you're right. Like, being... I think that... Because I went in being really scared, being like, oh, my God, I'm here at this improv workshop. I'm a crazy person. I feel like I always have to be better than everyone. I'm going to be competing with all these women, and it's going to be really hard. And then when we did that, I just didn't... It just felt 100% supportive. It was great. I, and then also, I was like, I don't have to talk to a man ever again. There is literally no need. Oh, my God. Wow. We here at Analyze This also love and support and appreciate all people. Oh, of uh, course. I'm just men, saying All I genders. We love all genders. I'm just saying I personally have no need to ever talk to a man or male presenting person. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Um, okay, everybody. Well, I think that that, you know, let's give you a little breather, Gelby Gelb. Uh, I love you super, super much. Um, let's, you know, I think that we're good for now, especially because guess what? The next podcast episodes that you'll be hearing have been recorded live. Oh, Okay, and I don't want to put too much pressure on everyone, but my mom is making me a replica of Rainbow Bright's belt to wear at the live shows. I'm 33 years old. Uh, and That's amazing. <laughs> so you guys need to come to this show, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you got to come see this. If you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can come check us out Friday. This Friday, dude. This, this Friday. Friday. Oh Holy God. shit. Holy oh, shit. dude. You know, you, oh, do, you should come anyways, because it's possible that... Who knows? I might just Who poop. knows? I might poop she might. on stage. I might <laughs> so, die. No, no, no. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. I mean, it's who, we don't poop. even know what's going to happen. <laughs> so if you're into that, seeing someone do that. <laughs> no, but for real, though, because 
we have we have made a hundred t-shirts, a hundred posters, and so if you guys come, we are only selling them at the shows. So come buy a t-shirt. They're exclusive to the shows. We're doing one in San Francisco this Friday and one in San Diego. That's right. This we Sunday. have cute, cute shirts with our cute, oh, cute logo. So fucking cute, man. Oh we got a mint shirt. We got a black shirt. You, you, you guys really got to see this. It's really good stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Do you want to say anything, like goodbye or any other? Oh, uh, well, I just want to say thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I mean, that you know, every day, every day. Um, and uh, thanks for all of your well wishes when I was so ill. That meant so much to me. I literally like got so many Sailor Moon gifts and images, and I was like, wow, these people like really know me. <laughs> They get me. Wait, who's the artist that made us into Sailor Scouts? What was their name? Do you remember? <gasps> oh, God. No, I don't. Okay, have well, we're going to start keeping better track of our shout outs. I want to yes. give a shout out to the person that made that awesome drawing of us. I saw that you printed it and you put it up on your wall. I, yes, it's, it's the best thing in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, it is almost as great as this podcast. So be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And make sure you go to HandleIzeThisLive.com so you can buy tickets to the San Diego or San Francisco show. We want to meet you. We want to see you. Mm-hmm. We want to yeah. have thinky thoughts and feelings together. All together. And guess what, guys? It's a big venue and not that many people are going, so it'll be true ray intimate. Oh, my God. Seriously, we're going to be like a foot away from you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Can't wait. See you soon. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye.